Welcome back to another episode of Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all of the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. Our panel today is our usual crew. We've got Adam. Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Barnhart. Uh, that's spelled B-A-R-N-H-A-R-D-T. I did try taking a sabbatical of sorts from Twitter to avoid spoilers, but that only lasted 48 hours, so I'm back. Probably for good. <laughs> and I think you just heard a laugh there from Rhiannon. Hey, this is Rhiannon. I am on Twitter as Brooklyn Wallace. Uh, I mean, my name on Twitter is Brooklyn Wallace, and my handle is Shot of Patron. Um, and I don't even pretend that I have the strength to stay up social media in advance of Infinity War, but please don't spoil me. And I'm at Caleb A. Borchers. Uh, Borchers is B-O-R-C-H-E-R-S. And uh, I can stay off social media. So we'll just be be honest straight up here. Uh, the news and the mailbag might be a little anemic this week because I gave up about four days ago <laughs> trying to be online. These guys had, uh, had something spoiled on Twitter. and They're like, oh, did you see so-and-so's tweet? And I was like... That's it. I gave up. It's been deleted off my phone. No Twitter. <laughs> Facebook, I've done very sparingly. So I am solo parenting our three oldest girls this week. So the last thing I need to do is argue with people on Facebook and get spoiled. So sayonara. I am done with the social media for a while. <laughs> uh, but I think we should be able to hobble together enough news to talk about. So. Uh, let's start out with the hottest uh, rumor that we've seen, and this is kind of weird. It comes from a blog called ComicGenre.com, run by some guy named Brent Andrew, which, I don't know, it sounds like a fake name. I don't know, maybe Brent really has that name. That's wonderful, Brent, <laughs> if you do. I don't know who this guy is. I don't think anybody does. A Google search gives you nothing but this webpage. But he claims he was hanging out with Fox people the other day. Um, and not like people who are foxes, but people that work for Fox 21st Century. And. <laughs> Zorro! <laughs> okay. It would be kind of cool if he was actually hanging out with Fox people. But anyway, he was uh, talking about the Marvel and 21st Century or 20th Century Fox. I forget what they're calling themselves this century. Um, they were talking about what's going on. And basically what he said is the deal does still look like it's going to happen sometime next summer, which we've heard several places. Um, the biggest thing is that Kevin Feige is, uh, the quote was hoovering up, which I believe means sucking up like a vacuum. The uh, new Fantastic Four and X-Men properties, including Deadpool, and that they're already starting to do the groundwork on all this stuff. Uh, he also said that Dark Phoenix is undergoing massive reshoots and that these people who are left at Fox are not happy with Simon Kinberg. Uh, obviously, we don't know exactly what's going on here, if this is real or not. Does it sound real to you, guys? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we've talked about this before. There is no way that Kev does not know what he's going to do with those properties. He's already, he, he probably has the whole next century planned out for whoever takes over for him, should someone take over for him, you know? So he, he knows what he's doing. 
But that does bring up, I mean, New Mutants is technically in the hopper. Like, they filmed that whole movie. So they, they just got all that footage. And even though they're going through reshoots and things of that nature, you know, that's just going to be out there in the open. Should this report be accurate? Which, I mean, we don't. It's one of the things It sounds entirely plausible. I mean, there's no reason to not believe it. I mean, reading through it, it looked like it was... I mean, there was no reason not to believe it. So, I'll buy it. So, we are always not sure of what to talk about sometimes on this podcast. Um, I think at this point it's safe to say... Let me put it this way. We, um, I've heard John Schnepp say many times on Collider Heroes that he is confident that a X-Men deal was happening regardless of the Fox deal. Like, the MCU was going to get some of the X-Men back anyway. And we had heard some pretty similar rumblings as well, like a month or two before the Fox deal happened, that even if the Fox deal didn't happen, that there was a kind of Fantastic Four and some of the X-Men had been kind of packaged in a deal to go over to Marvel. And, you know, we didn't talk about it. We weren't sure if we could. We didn't know if it was real. Now this Fox deal has taken its place. I think it's safe to say we had heard that. And if that's the case, this totally makes sense. I mean, Feige was making plans for the X-Men before the Fox deal even started. And so, yeah, I think it's, it is obvious. Um, I also love this stuff about Kinberg and that Dark Phoenix is a mess. I heard somebody the other day on one of these YouTube shows try to give Kinberg a break. And they're like, well, he's a first time director. So, you know, you got to give him some slack. The only reason he got this job is because he's been around for like every day of shooting for six movies, right? They didn't give it to a first time director to get someone inexperienced. And so the fact that he is not planned for this is, ugh, it just shows you how in a dump the Fox X-Men stuff is. And it's, you know, there's no excuse for it. There's no reason why Kinberg should not have known what's going on. So I like how the report says that they're not happy with Simon Kinberg. And, and it got me thinking, I mean, is there actually somebody that is happy? I, I know fan wise, I can name 10 to one people who, who dislike him. So maybe 20 to one. It's, it's crazy. I want to. I, w- I would love to be a fly on the wall in that conversation with Feige and Kenberg. It's got to happen sooner or yeah. later, right? Well, and we should say there is a sadness in that there are probably going to be some Fox people who are going to be fired, right? Like a lot of people are going to lose their jobs, as they put it in corporate yeah. speak. The uh, when they did the deal, the Disney was like, "Well, we're also going to save two point four billion dollars in removing of redundancies." Which is a terrible way to say that guy that buys co- that gets coffee for us at Disney, he's going to take the guy who gets coffee for us at Fox's job, you know? And so that's, that's too bad for some of those people. I, I think Simon Kinberg will probably land on his feet. The amount of money he's made to make terrible X-Men movies is significant, I think. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the good thing is, I mean, there's no shortage of superhero properties out there. Now, Valiant's trying to do this cinematic universe, and apparently Vin Diesel's attached. So, I mean, comic book properties are all the rage. Until the bubble pops, whenever that may be. Well, the other thing with Kinberg is he's got Star Wars jobs. Like, uh, 
he was one of the producers on I think uh, uh, Star Wars Rebels, the TV show, and I think he's also done some of the development on some of these new uh, stuff. So he'll just go over and work with Lucasfilm instead of <laughs> instead of Marvel, you know. All right, uh, let's move on to the next bit of news. Uh, I just saw <laughs> Rihanna just posted this morning. So apparently Joe Russo is doing um, publici- publicity for the new movie, and uh, it's called Infinity War. You may have heard of it. Um, and basically, he was asked about Spider-Man Homecoming and the eight years later, like, uh, whatever you call it, screen card that was in the movie, and basically said, yeah, that was a big mistake. Um, is this, I don't know, Rhiannon, does that disappoint you after we have been promised by Feige that these things would be kind of figured out? We get like a big scroll that had all the history and now they're like, yeah, we just, we just made a mistake. I mean, this just kind of verifies that they are human. I mean, they have done so much. They have held it together so well. They, um, I mean, the connections, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about Infinity War later, but like. You know, there, there's so much that they weave together, like, fine. I mean, that seems like a huge mistake. I mean, it was big, bold words up on the screen. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool to know they are human. So, they get one mistake. One. Do you mean to tell me Feige is not a god? <laughs> I mean, if he is, he's... I mean, even Thor has flaws. So, True. you know... I'm not saying that he's not a god. <laughs> I take back that he's human part. I mean, why, if, if there was any question in it, I mean, it wasn't like it was super integral to Homecoming at all. Couldn't have they just put later, or they didn't really need a title card. I mean, a reasonable person would assume that it was sometime later, right? blame this one on sony yeah it's all sony's fault i i was gonna blame it on amy pascal actually (laughs) i i I, i'm getting that like meme of kevin feige like shaking his head while amy pascal talks and that's exactly what it looked like in the theater amy's like hey did you see that he's like oh no (laughs) oh so yeah it's i know it really bothers people it doesn't totally bother me, but I know that it bothers some of you at home. So sorry. I know that's frustrating. <laughs> um, let's see. We got uh, entertainment weekly had uh, Ant-Man and the wasp stuff this week and their big summer movie preview. Um, I don't feel like we saw that much info. They talked a little bit about ghost, which was kind of cool. Also, we know that there's going to be quantum realm stuff and they're going to go try to save Michelle Pfeiffer from the quantum realm. We've yet to see her in costume, which I think was something we were hoping we'd see, but didn't. Uh, did this do anything to add uh, any excitement to you, or is it a bit hard to care about this with Infinity War four days away? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, instantly you see the headline and it said something like new exclusive photos or something. I mean, I think the photos we got were um, Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lily just kind of standing there in their suits which is kind of exactly what we've seen before so i was a bit disappointed we haven't gotten to see a real good look at ghost or a real good look at goliath or a real good look at michelle pfeiffer but yeah i mean 
the biggest movie of MCU histories this week. We shouldn't even be talking about Ant-Man 2. <laughs> Let it ease our emotions as we come out of whatever we're about to endure this week. So, um, Adam, remind me, what does Ghost do? Have I heard, like, Ghost is, like, either invisible or impermeable, but not both at the same time? Something like that? Does that sound right? Yeah, so, comic-wise, I mean, Ghost is a small enough character that, you know, the MCU and Peyton Reed could do whatever the heck they want with it, you know? Um, I mean, in the movies, as it sounds, it's gonna, she's gonna kind of be like Vision, so she can phase through things is her power which is going to be i mean scientifically i mean i think we understand how vision does it because you know he's he's a robot he's an android he has a soul stone now he doesn't have the soul stone he has an infinity stone um so it'll be interesting to see but yeah she can phase through stuff and turn into a ghost it's always interesting to me because you have characters that have these huge uh villain like rogue galleries and there's great villains that you never get to, you know, like we've talked a lot of people talking about Mysterio, like Mysterio is a lot of fun and we're six Spider-Man movies in and he's still not even the most obvious, you know, next one up. But then you do Ant-Man, you're like, he has no villains. And so we're, we're, we're jumping straight to these characters that sort of don't exist. You know, it's fascinating the way that works on different franchises. So, yeah. All right, uh, let's see. Next bit of news we'll do uh, Cloak and Dagger. We got some more uh, pictures of the show and some uh, descriptions of the characters, uh, including uh, Tyrone's priest and a young street-tough New York cop uh, who I think is probably going to turn into the villain, is one of the villains of the comics. Um, Rhiannon, I know we've talked about Cloak and Dagger a lot. Was it uh, good for you to see this sketched out a little bit more of maybe some more of the structure of the show with some of these other characters? Um, you know, I, I, the more I'm seeing of Cloak and Dagger, the more exciting I'm actually getting. Um, so, uh, you know, having a little bit more is getting me a little more excited for it. Um, you know, nothing specifically from this batch of stuff. Uh, I think I tweeted, I don't think we talked about it, like, I actually was watching Freeform for some reason a couple weeks ago, and they had an ad spot that I hadn't seen, and it was much more interesting than what I had seen before, for some reason. And I mean, that's not that it was actually better, it's that I actually was more interested when I saw that. Um, but, yeah, I guess I'm getting a little excited for it. I love that this continues the theme. Last week, Adam was like, I have a friend who saw it, and it was was actually pretty good. And then this week, I was watching Freeform for some reason. I don't know why. I was was in a hotel. It's always always the backhanded compliments for Freeform and Cloak and Dagger. I don't, I mean, I don't watch live television. For anybody like S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm never one of the people live tweeting. I don't watch live television and I was in a hotel and it had freeform and it must have been showing some cheesy movie I wanted to watch. I think it was Forrest Gump. But anyways, there were commercials and I saw a Cloak and Dagger commercial. Adam, any Cloak and Dagger uh, commercials? Any Cloak? You know, what do you think about this thing that's happening? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, 
it seems every I, maybe I, I'm being out of line is that is there a way we can have a street level TV show without involving like dirty cops somehow or is that just kind of a given with the terror also not all cops have to come from New York when I was reading this character description, they're like, she's a rough and tumble New York girl in New New Orleans. I'm like, why can't she just be from New Orleans and be rough? Like, you know, I'm just, based on her character description, I'm expected for her to just like throw out some forget about it or whatever, you know, like it just seemed like the most like <laughs> yeah. stereotypical thing in the world when I read the character description. I Yeah, I mean, it's, I... I, I would guess there's probably a review embargo or something. Um, but just judging by what I've heard, I mean, it's good. It's a good TV show. So we'll see what happens. I mean, that comes out in July or is it June? We, we've talked about how much TV is too much TV for Marvel. I now have decided after doing two shows a week for this podcast, if it's more than two shows a week, that's too much. Like I'm like on Saturday every week, like, Oh gosh, I have to watch Legion and shield for the podcast tomorrow. If I have to add a third one, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. <laughs> At least shield is a Legion will be done by then too. Right. Yeah. I mean, Legion's only like a 10 or 13 episode deal. So we'll have uh, cloak and dagger and Luke cage to look forward to. I've been, I've been trying to figure out, has there ever been three? So last fall there was three with the gifted but we weren't watching the gifted yet as a pod. Has there been three at the same time? Maybe was there like agents of shield and runaways and punisher that were all out the same weekend or something. When was in humans? Wasn't wouldn't there have been four in humans was still going into November. Wasn't it? It didn't overlap with shield. They had the same time slot. Oh yeah. So probably, yeah. So what have been punisher runaways and shield? By the way, we've been talking. This is totally an aside. I think when we do Netflix shows in the future, we're going to maybe we'll do them week to week or something or at least smaller chunks because I've been watching the numbers. People do not watch it when we do a review of like a Netflix show. And I think it's because they haven't caught up, but they're not caught up for like a month and then it's a month old podcast and they don't want to listen. So it's been interesting to watch how that goes. After watching Jessica Jones season two, I'm perfectly all right if we take it week by week. That way I don't have to sit through all season in two days. I can hardly remember Legion, and I watched it like last Wednesday. But, you know, I'll try. This is one of the occupational hazards of of how old the people on this podcast. I can't even remember. (laughs) How many days ago was that? I mean, I'm just as bad. I'm not. This is not to pick on Rhiannon. I'm the same way. So, no, I'm just forgetful. <laughs> I sit down. I got all these recommendations for movies to watch. You know, just to cram a couple movies in before Infinity War. Last night, I realized I was binging a new TV show, and I'm like, wait, wait! I was on an Infinity War binge. Yeah, I, I just get easily distracted. All right, uh, let's do a little bit of Deadpool news. Uh, Deadpool 2's advanced ticket sales are setting records for a R-rated movie. Um, I find the qualifiers interesting there. R-rated suggesting uh, it's beating out Fifty Shades of Grey, apparently, at this point, from 2015. Uh, I think we talked about last week that some of that's just that people pre-order tickets a lot more than they used to. Um, Also, Josh Brolin 
is saying that he has a four movie arc for Cable and says that's fine. He he liked Thanos because it was quote unquote finite a role, but uh, that this Cable thing is going to be four movies long. Um, kind of combining with that other piece, do you think we're going to get to see a full four movie arc from Cable? Is, is this going to keep going? Is Marvel going to wrap it into the universe? Like when you see a four movie Cable discussion and then you hear this, that Feige has plans for Deadpool, what, how do you process that? Maybe Feige has plans for Cable Mm. and he was involved in this four movie deal. Well, see, see, that's the thing. I mean, they do recast. Well, they don't recast. I mean, it wouldn't be. This would be the first time it's been as big. But I mean, Alfre Woodard and who the dude from Agent Carter. I don't even know his name. Um, so I mean, I, I think the biggest mistake Feige could do at this point is make Deadpool into a PG thirteen movie. Because, I mean, the new trailer came out. Did we talk about that last week or was that this week? Or two weeks ago. I don't remember. Yeah, we talked so, about it. I mean, I thought that looked a lot better with the final trailer or whatever with that Peter Skydiving guy. I mean, that's going to be funny. <laughs> that's going to be hilarious. So hopefully hopefully they keep it rated R, man. Otherwise, it's going to be very scary and what Deadpool turns into. And, I mean, Cable's a character that doesn't have to be rated R by any means. So maybe, did he say, did Brolin say his four-story arc was elsewhere or in the Deadpool movies? I think it's a mixture of Deadpool and X-Force. I mean, he just said four films, so. I, I'm more fixed. So did anybody doubt that there was a finite end to Thanos? Like, there was no chance that we came out of Infinity War or the sequel to Infinity War with Thanos still alive, right? Well, how many villains does Marvel actually kill? I mean, Killmonger? Spoiler alert. <laughs> but, I mean, we saw Killmonger die. We didn't see Red Skull die. We didn't see Obadiah Stane die, technically. Uh, I think Yellow Jacket's really no. dead. Okay, Yellow Jacket. I could see that because he was crap. Well, see, but then they're going to the quantum realm to get Michelle Pfeiffer. Maybe, yeah. Right? So, is he, I mean, who have we seen? I mean, even Hela. I mean, there's speculation that she kind of phased out of that stuff with Surtur, you know? I mean, who have we actually seen die on screen? Not many. I think Killmonger, yeah, just Killmonger at this point is what I am I'm trying to remember. I mean, Ego, they could bring Ego back easily. So confirmed, Thanos dies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing to me is Thanos has been such a rich thing in the comics. Like, you did Gauntlet, and then you did Infinity War, and, you know, Hickman brought him back for Infinity. There's been a great Thanos series recently. Like they've done so much good stuff with the character. I kind of hate the idea that he'll just be gone, you know, like, but then again, that's, that's Marvel. I guess they just think that, you know, they'll have enough IP to just keep on going. So I I don't know. It, It does seem, it seems a little bit of a waste to only have him for one film, but 
We'll see. What do you what do you do with him? Do you throw Thanos in the raft alongside Old Man Hawkeye or what? Uh, how does oh how does Gauntlet end? Infinity Gauntlet ends with him sort of in exile. And they did something that was just sort of a checkmate. Like, he knew he couldn't come back or he'd be in trouble. I mean, it, yeah, the comic end in like, certain ways. I mean, there's a comic run that ends with Thanos getting arrested by the NYPD as well. So hopefully hopefully that's not how it ends. <laughs> Scott Buck's like, what's the problem with that? I love that. That's a great storyline. Like Brett shows up. Powerful he... intergalactic character goes off in cop car. Yeah, that's great. It's Brett. Brett shows up. Arrest Thanos. Story solved. (laughs) Oh. But yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. To me, you do the same thing with him you do with the villains. You throw him into a black hole that sends him off to somewhere else. And then whenever it's convenient for him to come back, he found his way back, you know. Sorry, I totally diverted whatever conversation we were having about Cable. But that was because I didn't really have No, you're fine. I didn't really have anything to ask. I totally forgot we were talking about Cable. Yeah. yeah. All right. We have a little more Infinity War news, but I think I'll hold that off for our main conversation. I think this is all the major news uh, for this week. Um, I, I guess I'll do this now. Carrie Coon has been. Um, we've officially found out that she's Proxima Midnight. I have not watched anything that Carrie Coon is in, so. Awesome. It was a little underwhelming for me because they kept like teasing who the, you know, the Black Order would be. And so far it's been people who are well esteemed in TV shows and movies I haven't seen. So, so what's, so the, the problem I'm having trying to read these things, I mean, is she voicing in doing the uh, motion capture? Because some, some reports I'm reading, I mean, you have Terry Notary, who's Cole Obsidian and Baby Groot but I highly doubt he would be the voice of him unless he is, you know, well, obviously he's not the voice of Groot, but it's just interesting. Cause Feige said that one comment that will instantly recognize the voices. And then I have no idea who this Carrie Coon person is. Yeah. That, that's, that's the quote that I was like, no, I don't think so. Kev, we don't watch as much TV as you do. I don't know where you get the free time, but, uh, but yeah, it, I mean, I'm assuming that they're going to do it exactly like they do in Guardians, where, you know, Groot is like, a you know, a, a stagehand with a big top hat or whatever, and Sean Gunn uh, Gun does the um, mocap for Rocket, but then Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel do voices. I'm assuming that's the way it is. Because why in the world... You know, this Carrie Coon appears to be in lots of TV shows and a very busy actress. You're not going to hire her to run around in a green suit. You know, I guess they did with Cumberbatch when he was the dragon or whatever. But it seems kind of a waste. Just bring him in, let him do the voice. You know, Bradley Cooper, I think, has spent about a total of about four hours working on his movie roles. So for this universe, so I I don't see a reason to do it. I'm sure the Motion Capture Actors Association is appalled right now <laughs> that I am so denigrating this important work that they do. Because I know it's not easy. I'm not, I'm not trying to be, you know, nasty about it. But uh, I think that does it for news for now. We'll jump back in with a little more Infinity War news in a minute in our main conversation. But it is time for reviews. 
And so we are going to talk about, uh, we'll talk about Legion first. Um, somebody has said that they have not seen Legion, but I kind of want to just see if we can fake it, you know, like just, I'll just ask the questions and we'll see, uh, if anybody clearly hasn't seen the episode. So, (laughs) all right. So what was your favorite aesthetic thing that you saw in this episode? A visual or a sound or a song or a camera technique. I don't know, something. I mean, I would say my favorite was probably when David was doing that, like, mind conversation. I don't know. I can't fake it. I didn't see you it. Were gonna, you were just, I was, <laughs> Really? You were going to no, pull it I, off, man. <laughs> you you should have kept going because so he close. did. He like entered like four people's minds and like had a conversation yeah, when with David them. David did that. Yeah, one you were thing. really close. Yeah, you were really close. And that's where to um, in the garden with I can't remember his name. The memory guy. I can't either. The Tommy gun. And, guy. and it's and it's an interesting name. Um, but in the garden with him in his brain. The, yeah, it's like a PT name, right? Like Ptolemaeus yeah, or something like that. Um, I know I could Google, but that would involve leaning forward six inches and typing words into my computer. But <laughs> we have a couple guys in the live chat. I'm sure one of them will help us yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, when they were in his brain in the garden, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was in the previews. It was like the big explode, like mortar shell explosions in the background with flowers. Yeah. I th- I decided this week the thing I really love. They do lots of things to create ambiguity just to make you feel unsettled. So there's one scene where uh, near the end, there's a big number on the floor. And when they start the shot, it looks like a nine. But as they rotate the camera, it could also be a six. And it doesn't mean anything. There's no meaning behind it. The only thing it does is it just makes you question reality one more time, right? Like you're just sitting there like, is that a nine or is that a six? Like, it's just like, it's just there to throw you off. There also was a woman uh, near the front. Uh, the This doesn't reveal anything. The woman who's driving the hearse at the very beginning, I think it's a woman. There's a character, the hearse driver. Yeah. The actor and the, the outfit was such that you can't totally tell if it's a man or a woman. And again, it doesn't matter, except you're sitting there just unsettled like, which is it? I can't really tell. Like, they do all of these little things. It's the same thing with the weird people with the voice boxes, with the mustaches and the women's bodies, right? It's just like, let's create so much ambiguity that something as simple as the number on the floor has you going, what's real? What's up? What's down? I don't know what, you know, like, I love how they do that in little ways just to screw with you, you know, (laughs) like, it's great. Uh, all right. Was there a character Rhiannon, that you particularly like? Oh, by the way, uh, Michael T. Ford, the third helping us out in the live chat. It's Tonomy, Patonomy. I was about to say, say now Mike so. needs to tell me how to pronounce it. Cause I had looked it up too. Patonomy. Patonomy. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, sorry. What was, what was, what was the next question? Do you have a favorite character this week? Favorite character this week. Um, I mean, Carrie just continues to be an interesting storyline. Um, I've kind of... I'm trying to remember where... I, I, there was something else. Um, and I don't know what would be a spoiler, Adam. So 
whatever. I don't think anything's um, on the show as a spoiler, is it? I know, like, <laughs> no, because we don't know what's going on. We could have seen the finale and be like, I don't know. I'm trying to remember, there was some other show or some other movie where somebody was eating food for the first time. Or for the first time in a long time. I mean, and it, it wasn't... It wasn't Deke on S.H.I.E.L.D. It was something a year or years ago. And it always bothered me that they didn't that they didn't address the issue of indigestion or going through the other motions for the first time. So the fact that they went there, like with the Carrie storyline, I know it was gross. And I've seen people complaining about it. I was just satisfied that they like didn't leave that hanging and addressed the issue. So, Adam, we learned early on in the episode because the male part of Carrie is always the part that's out. The female part of Carrie has never eaten before. Mm. And so like, he's trying to get her to learn to how to take care of herself in case something happens. So they show her eating. And then the next scene, he's just by the bathroom door and he's like, are you okay? And she's like, this is so gross. And he's like, well, it's got to come out. She's like, but why does it have to come out of my butt? It was just, it was, it was very funny, so... Uh, I, I got a good... I liked the different, like... The different kinds of mazes people had. But I think for Tonami, like... This idea that he wants to live in a world with no memory... Because memories are his curse. Like, this is such a classic X-Men thing. Like, Cyclops has this incredible power in his eyes... But he can't control it. This idea that your powers are your curse... Is, like, deep into X-Men, like, philosophy... And so I really liked, I thought that was fun. You know, like, I, I think it's it's kind of cool to talk about that. So I enjoyed that part uh, a lot. Since you brought up, since you brought up Cyclops, can we just say how he's arguably the worst cre- character ever made in comic history? Or is that, that's. No. Okay. Yeah, I hate Cyclops. I thought I was the only. Part of it is, no, part of it is if you grew up, so I've, I've said before, X-Men the Animated Series was huge for me learning comics. Cyclops is always a dink in that show. Like, he is always so impossible in it. And so, like, when we would talk with our buddy Charles Murphy, he'd always be like, guys, Cyclops is at the core of the X-Men. We're like, no, he's just a jerk. Because <laughs> they did it in the movies, too. The movies took him after the TV show, so... Michael T. Ford's getting upset. Well, he likes I like Cyclops, you guys. I like no. Cyclops. I just before Michael types all this rage. No. I like Cyclops. I'm sorry. But I like that. I like that. I mean, that whole, you know, my, my gift is my curse. I, I like that whole character description. Or, you know, that whole, like, whatever uh, trope. I think trope. It's a real thing. Every once in a while, I'll not like my job and I'll look at my wife and I'm like, why do I do this? She's like, because you'd be incredibly miserable doing almost anything else. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. (laughs) You know, like the things that we enjoy are often the things we hate too. So I was also excited, Adam, there is uh, an extended Professor Xavier reference this week. Yeah. Yeah. No appearance though, just the reference. No, just a ref. Basically, uh, Farouk goes uh, goes all colonizer on on Xavier, and he's like, "Is Xavier a good guy, or is he just another white guy who came to tell me what to do with my own country?" So, 
It was very so interesting. Where does Legion? I mean, does it fit somewhere in the X verse? I mean, has it that ever been discussed, or is it totally separate continuity and all that? Like the Gifted, I'm not. I guess I'm not too familiar with the shows. Is there a continuity to the X universe for either of these just things a to fit into? Tiny. Bit. I mean, the movie's pretty much just crapped all over that, but technically, it's still the same. I enjoyed the way they rebooted First Class, but when you look at how Charlie McAvoy has aged about four years from 1962 to 1988 in the X-Men movies, what are we doing? Like, the characters don't age. It goes even with the reboot and Days of Future Past. It doesn't make any sense. I think the idea is Legion is sometime in the future. I think Gifted is kind of that way too there's a sense of x-men and um and uh all those movies were in the past and uh, they, they like reference x-men i think in gifted i don't know i, I the, the the answer is it doesn't matter there's been like three emma frosts and it's just it it's is much mess, more so. confusing than eight years later we'll put it that way yeah, that's right. If you have a problem with eight years later, go talk to Simon Kinberg. He'll give you all sorts of fun. All right. Uh, I think that does it for Legion. Uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, uh, there's a lot that happened in this episode. Uh, Rihanna, what'd you think? Do you like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week? I did. I did. Um, I didn't want to like it. There was a point like halfway through that I was like, okay, we're back to a dark ship and not going anywhere and this is boring me again, but um, they didn't drag it on, you know, they, I, I, I mean, I saw a lot of people, so I woke up Saturday morning and there were all kinds of tweets about how dark the episode was, so I was prepared a little bit, um, and... I mean, Ruby, just that whole thing. I'm just glad they stopped dragging that along, that the Ruby thing happened and it's over. And um, things things seem to be moving. I mean, they're not even holding, like, Deke's love for Daisy as a big secret. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. There was a point, yeah, there was a point halfway through the episode, I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, maybe Caleb was right last week about how they're not moving anything forward. You know, I, I didn't mind the Talbot stuff, but it was just kind of sluggish. I loved the whole extended joke with the lemons, and then Deke has a lemon later on that he's smelling. I thought that was hilarious. Um, who had that theory? Someone said baby Von Strucker might be Taskmaster. Was it someone? Someone brought that. I think there might be some truth to that now. I mean, unless he's just dead, dead. What you? I was totally about to say. I think he's his, his head, head got crushed like a beer can. I'm pretty sure he's gone. But see the yeah. But the thing with Taskmaster, he has like a skull face mask type deal, so they could make it. It's kind of like Yo Yo getting her arm. She finally got her comic arm, so maybe Taskmaster's now getting his. I don't know. I think it was Chris in the mailbag. So, so Chris, you might be onto something. Otherwise, he's probably dead, dead. Because I mean, his head was. Cr- I'm surprised they showed that on TV. 
I'm like, whoa, okay, that's kind of weird. But thank God they killed Ruby. I know that sounds bad, but I just didn't find her that interesting. And then until they turn her into the next Grand War and she comes back due to time traveling and so on and so forth. But Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not like a big, I don't love like violence for violence sake in shows. Like I've never been a big like Tarantino guy or whatever, but I've always felt like shield is a little better when it's violent. If that makes any sense. Like it just makes it feel a little more grown up and it gives it a little more gravitas. I feel like when they do stuff like that. And so when they did that and then they killed her, I was begging someone to kill Ruby. Like when Daisy went this Daisy drove me nuts in this episode because she's like, no, we can't kill her. And I'm like, first of all, your shield killing people is not a problem. Literally two or three seasons ago, you murdered all of the Hydra brass in cold blood. If you knew these people existed, you would have put a bullet in their head two years ago, you know, like, so she's already lucky to be alive. And then she's been bred to be a crazy killer. She has terrible parent mom issues. She's now got like voices in her head. You've given her the worst mental illness in the history of humanity. And she's strong enough to crack the planet in half. And we're still, oh, we can redeem her and make her into an eight. Shut up. Somebody put a bullet in her head. You know, like, come on, let's be done with it. And so when Yo-Yo came in and took her out, I was like, okay, finally, somebody had the guts to do the right thing. Um, But it did seem like, you know, we've talked about pods and the pods have not been as clear this season. This felt like the end of a second pod to me. Like the first pod was the Kasaias thing. Then it's the, it's almost by villains, right? Like the Kasaias deal and then the Ruby deal. And now these last four episodes are going to be a madcap, weird space hail thing, I guess. I, feel, I did feel like we were getting a reset after this episode to me. All right, Adam, when she uh, talked to, is it Koras? Was that the name she mentions at the end? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, for a second, I thought they said Korvac, and I would have been yes. stoked. I don't think it was Korvac, because so I'm like, no way he's going to be a TV character. Um, but yeah, we kind of saw his face finally. At first, I thought it was like an evil version of Enoch, but it's definitely not Enoch. Um, but yeah. I was totally going to look that up to see if he was a comic character. To my knowledge, the name she said rang zero bells when I was confident it wasn't Korvac. Uh, I was also for a second wondering if it, it I, I thought it was almost uh, that maybe it was Korath. And it was like, like Jamon Hansu or whatever, or Jamon Hoshu. I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. But I was like, wait a minute, he's dead. And I don't think that they could get him to show up for S.H.I.E.L.D. And that would also make zero sense. So, so yeah, apparently, so, yeah, there's only four episodes left, isn't there? This season has gone by quick. Holy cow. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see. They're going back to space now, you think? Because we saw that one huge, ginormous warship, right? So, whoever that is. It's space Hydra, man. Space, space Hydra. Hydra. <laughs> Do we think there'll be an Infinity War tie-in? They haven't advertised anything, have they? No, there's not going to be a tie-in. Yeah, probably not. Because, I mean, what the Winter Soldier tie-in was, essentially, well, I mean, we're still seeing the effects from that now. 
let me put it this way. If it's, I mean, it's not going to be a tie in like either age of Ultron or winter soldier. Cause those both made very clear, like, Hey, watch the movie next week. And I mean, we've now seen the episode before the movie and there's no clue. Excuse me. No clue like that at all. So all we need is just, just name drop Thanos. Someone somewhere has got to know these space people. They got to know who Thanos is. Just name drop Thanos, then I'll be satisfied. You can close the series down, shut the series down if they name drop Thanos. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I have... It's so funny. I feel like I'm in two minds. We were always like, where's Gravitron? Where's Gravitron? Give it to us. And now it feels like they're making it a major part of the show, and I'm like, you really just needed to mention it again. You know, like, I didn't yeah. need a whole <laughs> a whole season plot for it. But Decide what you want, man. <laughs> I did think, I guess I'm glad that Creel's not dead, but that was going to be one of the most weirdly gruesome deaths ever. A guy that, like, turned himself into drywall and then beat his own head off. Like, that would have been terribly, weirdly, like, Black Mirror gruesome. <laughs> so we're, we're confident it's renewed, right? I don't know. I mean, there was rumors about that. When's the ABC upfronts? Hold on. Remind me, Adam, what was the latest? It was just a rumor that it had been renewed? or Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I mean, all the actors and actresses are on Instagram posting hashtag hiatus and all that type of stuff. So I, it leads me to believe they have good information that's being renewed. Um, but I mean, last season didn't get renewed until the season was well done, right? Because it seemed like it was dragging on forever and we're like, is it going to get renewed? Is it going to get renewed? And then it finally was i want to say it was almost after the season uh it wasn't after because when we saw colson in space it was like yes space next season like i remember knowing that there was going to be a new season so the upfronts aren't until may 15th so it'll be a while before we i mean we'll probably know something so the week the week of the last episode we'll know before the finale we need to know, you know, like if they're going to close it out, I want to be able to like prepare myself. It's not like I love this show so much that it's going to be that upset, but you know, like I just want to know that I'm watching the series finale. So get upset. I'm just a little bit scared yeah. that they filmed it in case it is the series finale, like what they're going to put us through. Yeah. I will. We'll have already been through Infinity War by then, so we'll be hardened <laughs> or or completely shattered. You'll either be hard or just completely broken and yeah. solid. They kill Phil Coulson. They're like, there, take it. Kick them all down. We won't be sad if they cancel it. I mean, this has been a show that we've watched every single episode for for five, six years now. You won't be sad? I'll be sad a little bit. Oh, I'll be sad, yes. Yeah, so here's my deal. If if it means we never see Daisy again, if we never see Quake again, never see Yo-Yo that would be sad if they cancel it and all of a sudden Daisy's going to become the director of shield and phase four of the MCU. And I get to see Chloe Bennett on an IMAX screen. I'll take it. You know, no complaints here. Like that's fine with me. I will say this though. You brought it up earlier this episode. I'm not sure I'm really liking director Johnson so much. At least in this episode, definitely not this episode. No. Yeah. She's a lousy leader right now. She's totally letting the earth get destroyed. That's true. 
I did like the moment where all the guys were back home at the base and her and Melinda were out like in the field and Colson's like, guys, I'm not sure if you should they're like, shut up, Phil, yeah. we're telling you what to do. <laughs> yeah. And where's, I mean, where's, where's his story arc going? I mean, that one episode they brought up, Phil's dying and they almost made it seem like he was on his deathbed. And now he's just kind of walking around, you know, it doesn't seem like it's, there's that much urgency involved anymore. Well, he died last week. Yeah. And then he got better. <laughs> yeah, he did. True, he I, did die. I mean, I think it's been subtle. I think there is a storyline here about, uh, like, a suicidal Coulson, almost. Like May said straight up a week or two ago, it's one thing to be dying, but it almost seems like you want that to happen. And then this week, when Talbot, right, had the girl, what's the first thing out of his mouth? If you have to finish the mi- the mission, kill me. And it's like, it's kind of like Phil's given up and I think that that's going to be the conclusion is he's either going to die or he's going to sort of find a way to get a new reason to live at the end of this, you know? I take what we might get is the death of Robin's caretaker or mom. I guess that's her mom, right? Yeah. She dies and then raising her with Melinda becomes Coulson's thing, right? Like daddy Coulson is kind of where his his story arc goes i figured there i i would have bet the house that they were killing her this week but just because i mean we've seen she dies papa phil papa phil and mama may mama melinda (laughs) it kind of sounds like an italian restaurant papa phil and mama may come in and get your pizza actually i I, yeah a friend of mine has an italian father father-in-law and she calls him papa phil oh really <laughs> <laughs> oh awesome so the superior is dead now that was like something that was just kind of swept under the rug apparently he has no more lmds question mark that made zero sense to me right because someone flat out said oh he's dead now i'm like no he's not he has millions of himself everywhere right or did i just understand that wrong adam it would have taken his episode tally up to a point where they would have had to give him a larger contract. And so yeah. he's dead, okay? I just heard... That's what's going on. Yeah. In the same way Creel disappeared for three weeks for no reason. It's like, come on, at least... I mean, I was under the understanding there's millions, you know? And they're like, oh, what's his name? Anton or something? Some really generic Russian-sounding name. Modok. Pseudo-Modok. Because um, his head's somewhere, so he's not dead. But they said he was. That's what that's what I wanted to see. I want him to put the head into a big robot thing and let's just do full on. Because yeah. they're never going to do MODOK uh... in a movie, right? You know, like, unless we get Captain America 38. <laughs> they're just, no one, yeah. MODOK's the worst villain. Like, he's just not interesting. So, go ahead and give us full MODOK and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., whatever. All right, we've talked about S.H.I.E.L.D. for, I think, far too long, probably. So (laughs) it is Infinity War week. And so we're just, I don't know, we're talking about Infinity War before it comes out. We're going to talk about our burning questions, things we want to know about. All right, awesome. Uh, Let's go. I'm going to hit a couple of news things. All right, I thought this was huge. The Russo brothers, you know, our theory that, like, the the credits were going to scroll and it was going to be Avengers will reappear in and we get the title then? 
Russo brothers like, nope, that's not how it's going to work. You're going to see this movie. We're going to let you digest it for a while. And we're going to reveal the title of the next film months down the road. Can you believe that? Like, that's kind of crazy to me that that's happening that way. I've been getting the line for Hall H right now. <laughs> right. It's got to be there, right? <laughs> it's going to be there. It's going to be Comic-Con. Um, but that's, that did scare me a little bit with the, like, you're going to need some time to digest what happened. And then we'll tell you what's coming next. Like, I'm scared. It's got to be just a huge, huge, huge spoiler of some sort. It, it's got to be a famous, I mean, it's got to be Secret Wars or, or something that so, like will instantly recognize the comic run, right? Or it's like some character call out, like Fallen Sun or something like that, that we know what's going to happen. Something fantastic. Exactly. Fantastic. There you go. How, how have they kept the secret so long? I mean, we know virtually nothing about Infinity War, kind of, sort of, you know? I mean, at this point, we can kind of piece. I mean, by now, I mean, for Black Panther, we could have kind of gathered what the plot was from at least the videos. But, I mean, even the trailers, the way they're cut, we know nothing about it. Just a bunch of people get hurt and killed and everything's destroyed. But in which order, we have no idea. Yeah, I'm also suspicious that there's going to be a set piece or a scene that we know nothing about. Like, we, we kind of know there's going to be, like, a New York thing, and we know there's going to be a Titan thing, and there's going to be a Wakanda thing. And the stuff they were filming in Edinburgh? Yeah, we know that stuff. We, and Thor's going to get his new, you know, new toy, new um, weapon. Um, but I get a sense that there's going to be something that's just not... And we got a little bit of, I'm excited for just the flashbacks, like to see the Gamora stuff. Like we've seen just a little bit of that, but you're right. We don't hardly know anything about this movie, really. I mean, they've told us that we don't know the plot and that's why they're not like previewing it and all that kind of stuff. So, But Charles, Mur- Charles Murphy is there. He's he's our buddy Charles that's now with the hashtag show. He's been posting pictures from some Avengers event. Oh yeah. Is it tonight? Mm-hmm. Well, this is the last thing I'm doing online then until until Thursday. Yeah. This pod will not post. No, I'm just kidding. We'll, we'll, we'll get that up. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just um, San Diego. I think they're going to make a big deal at Comic-Con. Well, the other piece of that news is the Russo said that phase four is going to be completely different. I mean, we've heard this a lot that we just cannot think of phase four the way we're thinking about this. I feel like they're they're preparing us to like de-connect and decentralize a lot of these stories where like they're going to start cosmic junk. That's going to never connect back to the earth stuff. And that's just going to be okay. And I think that's going to be exciting. It's going to be interesting. I think if they tried to continually make the movies always connect to an Avengers event, it's going to start to feel like the comic books where I'm like, didn't we just do this? Didn't we just destroy New York six months ago? Like, how many times can you shatter the universe? I think it's it's smart to kind of go off and allow these things to move in different directions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've kind of been seeing that, you know. I mean, the past few handful of movies that have come out are so far, you know, apart tonally and visually and all that, you know. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they introduced like a multiverse type deal. 
Because, I mean, I mean, they've been building up for this for 10 years. So, at the very least, you know, we still have another 10 years to go before there's a some sort of huge crossover again. I've said before, like, Elseworld stuff, if we could, like, do a, a 1602, I would be so pumped. Or even, like, a Marvel Noir. Like, I know those are bizarre and it would probably confuse the... Or, Marvel zombies like I know that stuff would confuse the daylights out of the general populace but who cares about the general populace nerds own the world now so too bad if that's confusing to you (laughs) 1602 would be awesome on the streaming service like a one hour 1602 special be that one chance I mean use it and, and you know have it Hawkeye and Daredevil and you know some sort of incarnation of it where you don't have your RDJ and your, you know, your expensive actors. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Jenner costs and I mean, stuff, but 1602 would be fun for streaming. We teased this question last week. We try not to be too negative, but uh, we thought this was an interesting question. Is there any chance that this movie is going to be bad? And if this movie is bad, what's going to happen? Like, I guess the lead up to the question for me on this is Last Jedi had all these positive reviews. Everybody was excited about it. Last Jedi was going to be the best thing. And then it came out and fans, at least half of them, kind of hated it. Is there any chance that we do this podcast next week and the entire world is in mourning that Marvel did not stick the landing on this thing? I don't know. I I don't I don't think I I don't think it can be bad. I mean, uh, no. I mean, I mean. So the one thing is, I mean, I think it's going to be easy to be disappointed, you know, because I think this is the most hype I've ever been for uh, for an MCU movie by far, by far and away. You know, I've. I haven't been hyped for anything else like this. So maybe, I mean, maybe we're overhyped, but I mean, bad. Everything the Russo brothers have touched so far has been good. I mean, we're talking the best movies in the MCU good. I mean, Winter Soldier and Civil War are probably in everyone's top five. I mean, I think there will be criticism, definitely. There will be some people that think there's too much fighting and not enough of the drama, and there'll be people that think there's too much drama and not enough of the superhero antics, and there'll be people that think there's too much Tony Stark and people that think there's too much Benedict Cumberbatch and not enough Wakanda. I mean, there's going to be... I mean, there's a really tough balance here. But if we come away going... Okay, that plot didn't make any sense. Then I think that will be horrible for the future of the whole, you know, of the movie side. I mean, the TV side's already there, but to to me the way it could fall down is if a week from now we come back and we say it was really great, I loved the action, but Marvel still hasn't figured out how to make a great villain. Now, I know we, we've talked about how the last couple of villains have been really great, and that's not a fair way to put it. But if if Thanos is not... I mean, this sounds ridiculous. He has got to be as good as Killmonger. He has got to be like Michael B. Jordan. Um, 
Heath Ledger level bad guy. I mean, that's so unfair to ask of somebody, but he's got to be somewhere in that ballpark or else it's going to feel a little bit like a letdown. Like we waited 10 years for this villain and it's just another crummy Marvel villain. You know, like to me, that is the real danger of what's going on here. Are they going to make Thanos relatable? Like, are we going to have sympathy for Thanos? Yeah, I think we've kind of already gotten that. You know, they're explaining his motivations and he's doing... He's not just doing this for craps and gigs, you know. He's... Why, he's... So he wants to destroy half the universe because there's less risk that his people are... I'm butchering it. But his people were destroyed, so that's why he's doing it, so it doesn't happen to anyone else, which doesn't make sense. But I think they're... I mean, he's just not doing it for just for power typical villain stuff like that i do agree with caleb though about i mean if they turn thanos into ultron and he's always cracking jokes and stuff like that i mean personally i didn't mind ultron but if they turn thanos into ultron i mean we're looking at like a 20 percent audience score on rotten tomatoes people are gonna hate it and the thing to me is there are people who are desiring for marvel to fail Right. Like some people just don't like things that are successful. There's undoubtedly some Justice League fans out there that are hoping for a Marvel misstep. So the problem is if it's mediocre at all and the Marvel people are muted, all of a sudden, you know, like the angry DC hate boys are going to come out, you know, like, oh, see, Marvel can make crappy stuff, too. You know, like that to me is the danger Ultimately, I, I don't think it's going to happen because I think they're too good at what they do to make something terrible. Um, so I, I'm not too worried about it. I, I, I do think, to me, this is real high risk, high reward. This movie is either going to send this into the stratosphere and this is going to be known as the greatest film thing ever, save maybe Star Wars, or this is going to bring Marvel back down to earth. I, I don't feel like it's going to be neutral. I don't think that many people are going to walk out of this going, yeah, it was fine. I think it's going to be people's top five MCU movies or a bottom five when it's all said and done, you know? So, I mean, comparing it to the last Jedi, I think most of the criticism there was cause it was so far removed of what they've done before. You know, I mean, The Force Awakens was essentially a new hope, just with different actors, you know. So, I mean, I don't think, at least from what we've seen so far, I mean, this isn't going to be earth-shattering different than what they've done before, you know. I think one of the other pieces that really is exciting to me about this is we're not seeing the reviews ahead. Marvel has been so bullish over the last few years that they always review, you know, they like lift the embargo three weeks ahead so people can talk about how great it is. And because they've been spoiler adverse on this, I know me, like I said, I'm basically unplugging my computer after tonight. I will not read a review of this movie before I see it. And I cannot remember the last Marvel movie that I did not read a review of before I went into the theater. You know, like I will come into it blind. And I think. That's kind of exciting. Like I'm really, I am really pumped up that given how much we talk about it on this pod and we like see the analysis of these movies and stuff, having so little that we know about it is so cool to me as we head into it. 
But I, I think it, it does create some uncertainty, though, too, that nobody has seen this movie. So there's no way to know if it's good or bad, you know. Uh, well, let's do it this way. We, we kind of talked about the setup. We don't really, I don't think we need to tell you where all the Infinity Stones are, because I think you know at home where they are. I guess we could recap that fast or something. I, I guess let me put it this way. What is the uh, storyline, the story thread that you're most excited for this movie to pick up on? What is the previous MCU thing that you're really excited to see continued in the story? I mean, so far, I'm really excited to see um, them bring Wakanda into the fold. I mean, you know, get get our heroes off of the raft and get them all together and uh, bringing in Wakanda. Does that count? Yeah. For a lot of people, they're thinking about this as like Black Panther 2. You know, like it's a yeah. continuation of that story. So, so the, the thing I'm looking for... I don't want to say looking forward to most, but I think one thing that's going to be really interesting is the dynamics between Gamora, Nebula, Thanos, and the Black Order. I mean, the first time Gamora and Nebula see the Black Order, are they going to talk like brothers and sisters? You know, because I mean, right now they've made a huge deal about Thanos taking children from all different shapes and sizes and races, you know, and turning them into killing machines, so... Is Gamora and Nebula's story arc in Infinity War gonna try to push Proxima and Corvus and Ebony and Cole Obsidian into the light side, or how that dynamics kind of between the two and how they interact? I mean, one would think they interact in the movie, right? I hope so. They cross paths at some point, so I'm just kind of interested to see how that shakes out. Ideally, I'd love to see Thanos' origin, but that's they've gone on record saying we're not gonna get that. Yeah, I'm, so I'm just going to cheat and mention a couple. I'm kind of excited to see uh, the Scarlet Witch Vision thing. Um, it's the kind of thing that doesn't totally make sense on paper. Like, why is she falling in love with the robot, right? And so I'm interested to see if they do the romance part well of that relationship. I think that'll be cool. Uh, I'm still interested in... I think we forget that Tony and Cap don't beat the living daylights out of each other the last time they're in the same room and so there's going to be i think a moment in this movie where they i hope there is if they if they kill cap before him and tony can get back together to talk and stark is left just like mourning over steve rogers body i might just i'll just fall over the movie like that's going to be so hard I will be crying my eyeballs out. But anyways. But isn't that, hasn't that been where Tony's been heading though? Ever since he came back from the nuke, you know, I think that's kind of where it's heading. You know, I think that would be the perfect way to end it almost. Obviously it's not perfect, but story-wise it makes sense to end it. If you're telling a big depressing story that's going to make everybody cry. (laughs) Watch these things to have a little more joy in my life, not more depression and sorrow. (laughs) I don't know. I just think it's kind of been heading that way. So, I mean, it would at least make sense it ends that way, I should say. It wouldn't be the perfect way to end it, but it makes sense. The other thing I'm interested in, I I love Doctor Strange. I liked, I think, that movie maybe a little more than a lot of other people. And so... um, I think seeing how far he's come and if he's sort of become the Sorcerer Supreme or not, uh, 
And then I think that there's definitely going to be, I think he's going to give up the infinity gauntlet when he gets, or the, the stone, when he gets tortured, kind of the way that this develops strange and continues sort of his humiliation and his recognition of how bad he is at his job. I think that could be really interesting and set us up for a really interesting, um, second film for Dr. Strange. So I'm kind of excited to see Cumberbatch interact with these guys and all that stuff. So. All right. Uh, is there anything else we need to talk about as we continue to get closer to this movie? It is so close. Is there anything else you guys wanted to discuss today? Looks like it's going to have the biggest box over opening ever, probably 250 million plus. Do you, what do you think is going to be the biggest surprise? The one thing you didn't see coming. Well, it won't be a surprise for me. I think... My guess is that Nebula is going to be a big, big, big deal. I think they're going to draw from the Infinity Gauntlet comics, and she's going to be a big part of whatever happens with Thanos. And I think there's going to be, kind of like Yondu was like the surprise breakout star of Guardians 2. I think people are going to be like, wow, Nebula's awesome. How did we not recognize her before? I, so that would be my surprise is that she'll be a huge deal. I think everybody's going to be really surprised about Daredevil showing up in space. Oh, man. (laughs) He's got a little NASA helmet that's got, like, two little horns (laughs) sticking out of the top of it. (laughs) I mean, there's going to be continuity issues with how the radar sense works and everything in space, but, uh, you know, people are going to be really surprised. Oh, that's true, because sound doesn't work in space, right? Something like yeah. that. That's the worst scientific thing we've ever said on this show. I'm sure sound works in space somehow. But in space, nobody hears you scream, right? That's the classic alien tagline. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it's going to be a real issue in Infinity War. I can't wait until Ebony Moss torturing Doctor Strange. Then out of nowhere, Ebony gets knocked out by one of those billy clubs. And then we're like, <gasps> for real, we are so not expecting it. That if they actually um, filmed the, the, the real just like a two, like like a thirty second post credit scene with the defenders, the theater will lose their crap, right? Like it will be unbelievable. I mean, so there was actual talk sometime, right, of something. I mean, even a little stuff, right? Or I heard a rumor that they were going to put that they had looked into daredevil being in it but the most recent rumor that i heard is that that was scrapped who knows i i don't i i have absolutely no expectation at all i think we're just as likely to see shao lao hanging out in wakanda oh man if we got a shao lao and thanos fight done sign me up yeah do you have an answer to your own question, Adam? Is there any big surprises you think are coming? Yeah. I think we'll see Captain Marvel. If it's at least... Uh, I'm not sure if that's a big enough surprise. I mean, there's been talk that she's going to be in it regardless. I think it's definitely going to be a post credit scene. Maybe Nick Fury saying, oh, we need to find her or, or something of that nature. Um, but I think we'll get her in some shape way or form do you think we're gonna get a post-credit scene yeah i think that's kind of been confirmed right because the russos said originally they didn't want to do it so that led me to believe that there's at least one or two that would be the biggest disappointment 
sit in the theater until the end of those freaking credits and there's nothing there done 20 percent on rotten tomato <laughs> like at least <laughs> at least after spider-man you had like cat being snarky about the fact that there wasn't anything special at the end like i would take no post-credits scene over thanos psa's though i'll say that <laughs> I just think that's a way, I mean, they've been kind of talking about how they want you to like digest this as one movie. Like to me, the way to go all the way there is just to not do a post credit and be like, this, this stands on its own, you know, like this is the end of 10 years and you don't need a tease for the next movie. You, you can be fine with just this, you know? What if you wait until the end of the credits and it's just a black screen that says the end? here's the thing these things should disappoint me i'm loving like all these ideas i'm like yes like i think they put me at a point of hype i can't be disappointed at this point like i am oh i should not i'm not gonna say anything else i'm not gonna tempt fate any further that's not true i could be disappointed please universe let me enjoy this a lot All right, let me go ahead and run through real quick our death pool. Just as a reminder, uh, you can play this online. Uh, I'll put the link to it in the uh, description for the podcast. Uh, just a reminder, our teams here of who has what characters. Uh, we're going to do it next week. Uh, if somebody dies, you get a point, And whoever gets the most points wins. And we can, our, you know, I'm sure we're going to have to uh, put out for arbitration what counts as a death or something. But... Uh, my team is Vision, Falcon, Okoye, Thor, Groot, and War Machine. Adam has got Scarlet Witch, Nebula, Captain America, Hulk slash Banner, uh, Wong, and Drax. And Rhiannon has got Bucky and Black Widow and Gamora and Mantis and Rocket Raccoon. So that is the list. You can play online with us. It'd be fun. Iron Man wasn't ever chosen, huh? Wait, Iron Man's got to be on somebody's list. He's got to be. Where is he? Oh, Rhiannon has Iron Man. Oh, thank God. I was like, my list sucks. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah, you got... You guys went for Iron Man and Cap and left Vision just sitting there for me to scoop up, as I remember it. So, I think they're all three going to die anyways. So. Yeah, I think it's possible that we're all going to get 100%. Everybody's going to die. And then That's next week we're going to be like, well, we used to have an MCU. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> it's all MCUs. dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag it used to be connected. All right, is that I think does that do it for this week? It's a long podcast, so I think I think we're good. Next week, obviously, we will start to review this. And to be honest with you guys, we're going to be talking about this movie forever. Um, you know, it's going to be a couple weeks, I think, probably of undoing. Uh, at least till Deadpool comes out, we'll probably mostly talk about this. Um, in part because there'll be a lot to process, and in part because you guys click our links a lot more when we put infinity war in the title so (laughs) Uh, all right let's go to our mailbag real quick um a few comments on soundcloud from chris 
I just gotta pull it up. Um, so he was just talking about Netflix. He thinks that there's plenty of storylines to keep going with, to keep the Netflix shows going. We were asking last week about how long that would happen. Um, and he talked a little bit about Scarlet Witch. Chris is the biggest Scarlet Witch fan we know. I think he's the only Scarlet Witch fan I know of the level that he is. So, uh, he was just talking about how he does not like House of M. If we we're going to see Scarlet Witch, he would like to see a uh, movie sort of based on what they've done recently in the comics with her and the Vision series. Scarlet Witch and Vision, a uh, Tom King-style storyline. Adam, you'd be lined up. <laughs> oh, sign me up. Sign me up. I'll buy my ticket today. So, uh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Uh, in the live chat... Um, um, Michael T. Ford and uh, Jack Hammer have both been hanging out. Uh, lots of good stuff. Uh, let me see here. Um, uh, Jack Hammer was just saying that he felt like Cloak and Dagger, the teleportation effect for Cloak, is looking pretty good in the new previews he's seen. And so he's excited about that. Um, Michael T. Ford is Team Cyclops. He thought Dove Cameron did a good job in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, he also said we'll be sad when S.H.I.E.L.D. is gone, no matter what we say. He suggested MODOK for next season's Big Bad and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. if there is another season. I could buy that. I, mean, I don't know. I kind of hate the superior guy, but if they totally MODOK him out, I think that could be fun. Uh, he mentioned the Thanos novel, which is it canon? Is it not canon? I've been confused this week. So it originally was, but then I, what was it? IO nine, I think posted had the exclusive. They had to update the publisher sent it in saying it wasn't Canon. So I'm not sure where the mix up was. And then, uh, he had a great idea for the way to end infinity war after the credits, a white screen. And it just says on it, everything dies which is like the tagline from the Jonathan Hickman stuff, right? Like Jonathan Hickman did this build up to secret wars and then the reset and all that stuff. And all of those comics started with Reed Richards saying everything dies. And I think that'd be really fun. We know they're using Hickman stuff. So, or a white screen and nothing but baby Groot dancing because he's not human or alien. He's a plant. That's more happy. All right. Uh, I think that does it. Um, I will close up the show. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can interact with us a lot of ways. Uh, send us a message on Twitter at Marvel News Desk. We probably won't read it for another week or two, but that would be a fine way to try to talk to us. Uh, you can communicate with us on SoundCloud or our MarvelNewsDesk.com posts each week. Uh, if you want to support the show, we'd love for you to give us a dollar a month over at patreon.com slash marvelnewsdesk. That gets you access to a special MCU film ranking episode that's available only to our Patreon supporters, as well as giving you early access to videos like the Road to War Infinity War Supercut. Uh, if you like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvelnewsdesk, uh, that'd be great. You can subscribe to us on YouTube at watch.marvelnewsdesk.com. That's been building up, and we really uh, appreciate that support. 
Uh, you can help the show be more visible to others if you give it a five-star review on iTunes. And the most important thing you do every week is you listen and you tell your friends, and we are very thankful for that. We want to thank th- uh, Tim Cox for our logo. You can find him on Instagram at Tim V. Cox. And thanks to Alvin for our theme music. You can find him across a variety of social media platforms at The Skull School. All right. I'm about to go into internet darkland. So uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. I am excited. Uh, next week, we'll. Uh, how about we talk about Infinity War since we'll have seen it? That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Thanks, listeners. We hope you guys have a good time. Uh, go ahead and tweet at us. Uh, I think this is safe. Once you've seen it, just, you know, feel free to tweet at us how you feel about it. And me and Rhiannon and Adam will be smart enough not to check Twitter until after we've seen it. But if you guys want to say, hey, I loved it or it was really great or I want to interact with the show, obviously do that so we can we'll, we'll have a big mailbag next week with all your reactions. So. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later.